All right, everybody. This is Joe, and this is Joe from Joe and Al of Kind of Right, and I am doing a seventh edition of my standalone show, The Joe Show. Al is out. He's got some family business. He might be back on Thursday. And uh, we can do a little uh, talking back and forth. Um, but in the meantime, I made a, uh, a Joe show number six. And there's something I forgot to kind of clarify, and I'd like to just kind of, before I go on to the next thing I'm going to talk about, um, when, and this is, this is going back to, yesterday I talked about the uh, intelligence community, and after uh, our president went over and met with Putin, uh, everybody from the intelligence community or all the reporters from the main saying we were attacking the intelligence report. Trump was attacking the intelligence community. And in fact, what Trump was really doing was attacking the former intelligence community made up of John Clapper and, or James Clapper and John Brennan, who have been attacking him. And the FBI, which has basically been, you know, nothing but a fucking bunch of scum. Now, you got to understand something. The FBI was basically created by a paranoid, not that there's anything wrong with this, in-the-closet fag who kept files on everyone by the name of J. Edgar Hoover. So if you want to look up, look up about old J. Edgar, you know, one of the best things you can do, it, you know, one of the most, if you care, most people have busy lives. And that's why there's so much, people get away with so much shit is because we all have busy lives. We don't have enough time to spend on this because we're worrying about kids and, you know, uh, wives and girlfriends and making a living and paying the rent and all that, which is sort of like set up. It's almost like it's set up so that we can't pay attention to anything. That way, a whole group of fucking maggots can get away with shit. But then again, that's my point of view, and I tend to be quite cynical. But... uh I just wanted to clear that up. I don't Trump wasn't talking about the intelligence community that is being run underneath the guys he put in. He's talking about the intelligence community that was run CIA being run under John Brennan, NSA being run under James Clapper, who are both uh on some fucking talking head show or YouTube thing every single day or on Twitter, which I don't do, uh, saying what a fucking scumbag Trump is. And that's their right. Hey, I guess I guess that's their right. Uh, as American citizens, even though they're both fucking hypocrites and uh, James Clapper is a fucking, just an absolute, this is a 100% true statement. He's an absolute liar.
So, what I wanted to talk about tonight, and because I'm hearing a lot of stuff, and uh, again, I, I said this last night, it's more, you know, you can call this politics. I like to call it comedy because hypocrisy, I try to make this, you know, somewhat interesting. So, if I say fuck a lot and uh, fucking scumbags and people should be killed, then I, I want I want you to understand that I'm never going to go and kill anybody. But I do, at some time, you know, wish when I'm all heated up that some of these people were fucking executed. But I'm never. it's never going to be by my hand. So if anybody is listening that, uh, you know, is law enforcement, you don't have to worry about that happening. But I want to talk about the EPA a little bit because... Um, just as a just because there was a guy by the name of Scott Pruitt who was put in there and I I hear things on the radio about how the EPA is being gutted and there's you know we're all gonna be drinking fucking shit-stained water and breathing fucking smog. And I honestly can't tell you whether whether the people that say this actually have no fucking idea what they're talking about or whether it's just a, you know, they it's a smoke screen and they're, they're lying through their teeth. But either way, it's the information that's put out there and it's picked up by uh, the media, uh, which is, you know, well, and I, again... The mainstream media, which I wish I could think of another way to say it. The uh, the overall media. Let's call it the overall media. And, you know, it comes back as, you know, Pruitt is gutting the EPA and we're all going to be drinking brown shit water and we're going to fucking be breathing in smog and your kids are all going to fucking have asthma and die and let me uh let me give you a little first hand information. Okay. I build houses for a living. And uh and I'm fifty five years old. So I remember back in the days, I live in the Massachusetts area, south southeastern Massachusetts. Um my parents used to drive used to go up and see my grandmother who lived in Melrose, which is north of Boston. So we would come from south of Boston, go through Boston. And I remember seeing a yellow, every time we went to see my grandmother, there was a yellow pile of, I don't know what the fuck it was, but it was sitting at the edge of the Mystic River. And, you know, we're talking about 19, this could be, late 60s, early 70s. I was born in 63. Um, and there was this yellow pile of stuff. Maybe it was sulfur. Just sitting there, bleaching into the river. So this must have been earlier than, uh, you know, very early 70s. Because um, Nixon is the guy that uh, initiated the EPA. Old Tricky Dick, who we threw out for the, you know, covering up the third-rate burglary. But uh, 
so I remember that as a kid. My grandmother used to live in Maine, and she used to take myself and my uh, sister up there, and we witnessed a river. We watched a river catch on fire. And again, this is very late 60s, very early 70s. I was five, six, seven years old, somewhere, somewhere in that range. We watched a fucking river in Maine catch on fire. It was so polluted. So the idea that we don't need an EPA is craziness. Of course we need an EPA because greed, unsupervised capitalism, is a horrible thing because fucking greed. There are people out there that will poison your entire family with mercury, have you all die, wouldn't lose an ounce of sleep as long as they could make an extra couple bucks. So we need an EPA. But is Scott, you know, is Scott Pruitt, who is now gone, or anybody else gutting the EPA? Well, let me give you a few examples of of uh, things that have gone on since the e- Environmental Protection Agency was founded. And you you decide for yourself whether these things are, you know, uh, you know, these kinds of things are things that you want to continue or do you do you think this is crazy? So, if I'm going to build a house and it's it's within 100 miles uh, uh, I'm sorry, 100 feet of any type of wetland. And a wetland is not defined by something that is wet. It is defined by some uh, plant life that becomes, and you, I have to hire a wetland specialist uh, any time that I, anybody thinks that I'm close to wetlands. And he comes along and he flags plants and he knows which plants are wetland plants or primarily wetland plants, and which plants are upland plants, meaning that that don't live in the wet. And he flags a line with blue tape that is just beyond where it's more than 50% upland plants and less than 50% wetland plants. And then if you go beyond that blue line, now you're getting into where you've got more than 50% wetland plants. And that is called the uh, that is called the border bordering vegetated wetland, okay? And that is the that is the the line that is established. So if I build a house and I want to build within a hundred feet of that line, then I have to go through what it. And this is Massachusetts. I don't know what the what what the uh, situation is in other states, but I'm assuming that if, say, you're in California, it's probably uh, similar or worse. So if, I'm, if I want to build a house within 100 feet of this line, okay, I have to go before what's called the Conservation Commission. And the Conservation Commission is made up of, uh, you know, a group of citizens, and uh, none of them have to be experts and... Uh, they just care about the environment. And, you know, they ask what you're going to You have to show a plan and what you're going to cut down. And, um, you know, are you going to 
do you want to get a path? Like, say there's a pond, you know, where the bordering vegetated wetland line is, and you wanted to cut a path, like, to the pond, which goes through the bordering wet vegetated wetland line to the pond, of course, then, you know, you have to get permission for that. And this, this can be a two-, three-month ordeal before you can get through it and get a building permit. Um, sometimes longer, depending on how hot, you know, usually it's, and this is kind of local, but it's, this is politics at a local level. If somebody lives across the pond and is on the Conservation Commission who should recuse themselves, well, they often don't. So, so that's what I deal with on a firsthand basis, okay? And there's a lot of bullshit you have to deal with. And I try to build outside of the 100-foot buffer zone um, so that I'm away from, more than 100 feet away from any of these wetland, this wetland delineation line. Um, so that being said, uh, I, it, it, most, a lot of people, including myself, if, if a lot seems to have too much wetlands on it, you, you kind of run away from it because it's such a it can be such a horror show to go through that it's just it's not worth it. So, you know, and that's that's the that's the par for the course type of wetland. But but we have other stuff that's going on. And I'll give you an example. So I live in a town, Plymouth, which is uh, where the pilgrims landed. Okay? And We've got a beautiful beach with a long spit peninsula of land that sticks out into the bay. And it's known locally as the point, and it's known on the map as Long Beach. And for years, when I was growing up, you could pack your car full of, you know, in the summertime, you'd pack your car full of coolers and uh, food and a hibachi and you go out there and you park on the beach and you need to have a four-wheel drive vehicle and you could park out there and spend the day and it was just just a, it was sand dunes and it was absolutely beautiful and uh you know and there could be several hundred people out there and there'd be you know a couple cops out there to make sure that you know if anybody got too drunk that they you know so that was that was Long Point. That was Long Beach, or, or known locally as the Point. So then, all of a sudden, it was discovered that we had piping plovers. Now, piping plovers are is a bird, and it turns out that the piping plovers nest in the, uh, you know, in the road in the surrounding sand dunes and piping plovers, I guess, are on the endangered species list, which I don't know when birds became more important than people. Uh, I don't know what would happen if the piping plover never existed or ceased to exist. But for whatever reason, the piping plover became more important than people, and the beach has, has been 
in various stages of being shut down uh, over the years and due to the piping plovers. And this has been going on for the last 25 years or so. So this is a direct impact of, you know, this is, this is, this is the EPA. This, is, this isn't clean air, clean water. This is a fucking bird who I don't think anyone fucking cares except 11 people whether this bird ever existed. Uh, and also it's, it's, you know, all these people that are Darwinists who believe in evolution, they believe in evolution up to when humans are involved because, you know, there is no God according to these people. So we're just, we're part of the evolutionary process. And if we eliminate a species, well, then that's just, that's Darwinism, isn't it? Well, no, it's not. No, it's not. So there's the piping plovers. There's another thing that happens. Say you, uh, say you buy yourself a piece, a big piece of land that you want to subdivide. And this is in Massachusetts again. But this kind of shit happens, you know, all over the country. Well, say you buy... Well, I'm going to give you a, a direct example. I have a good friend of mine that has 40 acres uh, in a town north of, of, of Plymouth. And uh, according to zoning, he could have 30 building lots there. And a building lot in the town that he's in would sell for somewhere in the uh, 2 to 250 range. Okay? So 30 building lots say $200,000 a lot. Now, he's got to put in roads. He's got to do all that. But there would be a gross profit of $6 million. His land is absolutely worthless. You know why his land is worthless? Because there's the red-bellied cooter turtle on his land. A turtle. We don't know how many... Um, don't know if you look up the and I'm missing a word it's the red bellied cooter something or other or something or other cooter turtle and so this fucking turtle that actually nobody's really seen one in about 10 years but apparently this is the type of land and, and these people have teeth we're tired. These environmental people in my state have teeth. They can come out and they can shut your fucking land down. And there's nothing you can do about it. You can fight them. Nothing you can do about it. There, there was a Supreme Court case that finally happened. Uh, this was several years ago where they, they determined that a conservation taking where somebody came in and said, well, there's some sort of endangered species here and you can't do anything with your land. And the Supreme Court said, well, that's an actual taking. And when somebody takes your land, uh, much like if they did it uh, with, um, you know, the thing where they take the highway, uh, if they're going to put a highway through, they come uh, uh, something domain. I can't think of it. It'll come to me. But uh, it's a taking. So if they're going to say there's turtles there, 
They have to fucking pay you. Well, he missed the boat on that. He's got 40 acres of some of the most beautiful land, and he can't build anything. He can't even build himself a house on it. And you say to yourself, well, you know, fuck him. You know, he's just a probably a greedy asshole. Well, you know what? This guy does driveways for a living. That's what he does. He does, he's been done my driveways for the last 25 years on houses that I built. And he's a good guy. And you know what? The other thing is there's 30 houses that are not going to be built, which means if in the, in the land of capitalism, the United States, where supply and demand dictate price, the less amount of houses, the more the fucking housing is going to cost. So it's always the same people who want to shut down the building, who bitch and moan about the greedy fucking builders uh, who are charging too much for housing. And the, I, I guess maybe this is why I can't identify with a lot of the left, because there's no fucking logic. There's no logic. Now, on the crazy right wing where you got, you know, people that want to do shit because of religious reasons, I, I don't I can't understand those people as well, because that's just as illogical. But I guess maybe I'm tilting uh, right of center because, the, the, you know, Nancy Pelosi with her face melting off, who's a multi fucking millionaire, agrees with shutting down. Be over somebody's land over a fucking turtle that's not even endangered. It's 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 in other areas of the country. Uh, it's not just our area. So this is the kind of shit that's going on. Um, there was a situation. This is firsthand information. This was an interesting deal. It's probably twenty years ago. I was in the town of Hanover, and I had put a lot under agreement, which means I signed a purchase and sales agreement. And right on the, the, it was close to a river. And there was a guy there who already had a house up next to the piece of land that I was going to buy. And he was a military guy, and I forget, you know, what branch or whatever. Well, you have a conservation meeting, conservation meeting, you know, because I'm close to the river. And at a conference, he came in and he said, uh, you know, that there's, he sees turtles all over the place and uh, that this house should absolutely not be built. Um, and nobody's seen a turtle there. Nobody. And the, the, uh, the environmental agent that I hired says there's no turtles there. Guy's full of shit. He's lying. And I, I'll never forget this. I called the guy up and I said, you know, you're a military guy, right? He says, yes, I am. And I said, well, I guess you didn't learn a lot in the military because you have absolutely no fucking honor. You're a, you're a fucking low-life piece of shit. You came in and lied so that you could make my land unbuildable because you're a selfish, low-life, dishonorable piece of shit. And uh, I was kind of walking the line there, 
and thinking that maybe he'd come down and shoot me. But he actually went in and said, you know what? I haven't really seen any turtles. He did the right thing, and I was able to build a house there. So there, there's a firsthand example of uh, this is how, because this happens all the time. Somebody will come out who's against a project, and they'll say, I, I've, I haven't seen it, but it's been written about where there's people that actually will grab turtles uh, that are endangered from one spot and put them onto land that is going to be developed, um, and then we'll call the conservation agent and have them come out. And, you know, there's the turtle, so you can't build on that land. And this is fucking true. This is true. So I want to get back to you. You know, you see shit on TV now about, oh, you know, the EPA just being gutted. Well, no, the EPA is not being gutted. The EPA has ridiculous fucking rules. Um, at the state level, at my level, which is pee hole in the snow level, it's fucking insane. I can't imagine what it's like to go through the federal government. So here's another one that we have in the state of Massachusetts. We have, and I don't know her name, but we call her the butterfly lady. All right? There are some endangered butterfly species. And we, you know how important butterflies are. If we didn't have butterflies, I don't know what would happen. But the butterfly lady comes out, and she's about 400 pounds and uh, dresses like a, I don't know, looks like a homeless person. Not that there's anything wrong with being homeless. And she dances around and puts flags up on your land. And this is something you have to do. I'm, this, I'm not making this up. You have to have the fucking butterfly lady come and put these flags up. And then you have to have your surveyor come out, and he has to notate where the flags are and put them on a plan. And the areas that are cordoned off by those flags are not buildable. So if the butterfly lady deems your entire land unbuildable, uh, your land's unbuildable. Now you say, of course, well, Joe, you can go to court. Well, sure you can. You can always go to court. You can spend half a million dollars and 10 years of your fucking life trying to fight these, these regulations that have been put together by fucking lunatic assholes. Um, and, it's, and it's, I swear, on the left, there is this hatred for humanity, absolute hatred for humanity, um, except for themselves, of course. You know, they're, they're fine. But, and they'll drive around and they'll heat their houses. And, uh, you know, I had one, I, I was dealing with some lady who was on the Conservation Commission and she had a fucking uh, septic system that was 11 feet away from a pond and she can take a nice dump and have it leach into the pond but god forbid if i wanted to build a house and build it correctly uh with a with a new type title five septic system that complies with all the latest codes 
So these, you know, hypocrisy is one of the worst things a human being can have. And believe me, these environmentalists are fucking hypocrites to the core. And there's another thing that you see. Now, now global warming is something that I actually believe that is happening. And uh, because I don't have any reason not to believe it. If there's, if there's a lot of people that, you know, scientists that believe that it's happening. And, of course, it's man-made global warming. Now, you have to preface it's man-made. Because I will bet you dollars for donuts. I will bet you fucking $100 million to a dollar that if it wasn't man-made, but global warming was happening, and the politicians wanted to do something about it, the same people that want to stop all burning of anything would be out of their fucking mind because being man-made is horrible. But if it was natural, then that's the way the earth wants to do it. So these fucking hypocrites. Uh, one of the things that happened during the Obama administration is the Ob Obama administration, uh, at the tail end, allowed carbon dioxide. Carbon dioxide is what plants fucking eat during photosynthesis. CO2, which is a greenhouse gas. This is plant food. If you grow marijuana on an industrial scale, you pump carbon dioxide into your grow room so that your plants will grow faster. And they were going to make this a pollutant in the same, you know, in the same as sulfur dioxide or uh, uh, nitrous dioxide, you know, NOx, which is, I guess, any, any uh, nitrogen with a, with a number of electrons that makes it fucking toxic, or any other, you know, soot. Or they were going to make it a pollutant. This is fucking plant food. Meanwhile, now, it'd be one thing if it was U.S. global warming, but it's not U.S. global warming. It's global warming. You know, it's not U.S. warming. It's global warming. So if we're going to make, in the United States, carbon dioxide a pollutant, and we're going to fucking torture industry, meaning, you know, the people that create jobs so that people can go to work and make a living, feed their fucking family, uh, have their kids go to college, you know, that kind of thing. Then what are you doing? What are you doing if it's global? You're not doing anything. China's putting a coal plant online every fucking week. So if we shut down, if we stop burning everything, the, the price of fossil fuels is just going to drop, and you're going to have China, India, the rest of the fucking world will burn it faster because it's cheaper. So it's, this is, 
The thing about global warming is, is the cat's out of the bag. It's too fucking late. You know, if if you tell me that you have to cut 80% of emissions in 20 years, 80% of the fossil fuels in 20 years, it, it, it ain't going to happen. Fossil fuels built the world that we live in today, uh, for better or for worse. And, and it, it certainly wasn't looked at as an evil thing back when... You know, when they first found, you know, Standard Oil, which was found by Rockefeller, uh, they supplied, you know, if you're an environmentalist, you're, you're happy about fossil fuels because instead of fucking killing whales, Rockefeller dug it up from the ground and made kerosene so you could power, you know, you could have light. So instead of burning whale oil, which you, you know, you watch the environmentalists lose their fucking mind over. Um, instead, you burn fossil fuel. And gasoline and other, other things that came off the distillation were just, you know, they were, they were waste products until the internal combustion engine came along. And then gasoline went, you know. So it, it, fossil fuel wasn't an evil thing. It was a... This was, this was what powered the Industrial Revolution. This is where why we are where we are, you know, whether you like it or not. And to all of a sudden say it's the most evil fucking thing, you know, that's ever come down the pike since Hitler, uh, it's ridiculous. So the last thing I'm going to want to talk about here is old fucking moonbeam. You know... I, I know people that are in California, and I like them. But I fucking hate California. And I hate California. I hate California politics. Although I pretty much hate California. Because it's so fucking overrated that, you know, yeah, great weather every single day. And then you live there for a year, and you're bored out of your fucking mind because you're praying for it to rain or snow. So... So Moonbeam is out while California is burning, saying that this is all about global warming. And you never hear this. You never hear this. Well, you might, you might read it in some obscure paper, but you're never going to hear this. Well, every year people in California build more and more into the fucking forest, Okay into the forest that burn. So you got that going for you. So picture that in your mind. A lot of building going on. You're building into the forest. Forest catches on fire. A lot more houses in the forest. Therefore, a lot more fucking houses burn to the ground. All right, so you got that aspect of it. Now, you got this aspect of it, too. They used to clear underbrush. Meaning, you know, all the shit that's down on the, underneath the trees, uh, laying on the ground, is fuel. Really good fuel, because it's all dried out and shit. But, you know, it's animal habitat. And, and all the environmentalists, all these people that are just, you know, they're, they're you know, they're for the trees and what they hate building and all, whatever. Well, you can't clear out any of the underbrush. And they used to do that. So can't do that. 
and you're building more into the forest. So what happens? Fire comes along. Well, not only are more houses in the forest, but all the underbrush is there. So you have this fucking raging fire that burns down, you know, 7,000 acres and takes out 5,000 homes or, or what, whatever it is. I don't think it's ever 5,000 homes. It's usually like 150. Um, and you got Moonbeam, Jerry Brown, jumping up and down about calling it global warming. Well, hey, you know what? Maybe it is global warming. But I'll tell you what. There isn't a fucking person on, on the planet that can prove that it is. And I, I put my life on that. There is nobody that can tell you that a certain weather event is caused by global warming, meaning that weather event wouldn't have happened. So uh, I believe that it's happening, and I think we should, uh, you know, slowly start moving to higher ground because it's going to fucking happen because we're never going to shut down fossil fuel burning in the next, you know, I don't think it's going to happen until 2100. They'll still be we'll we'll some we'll still be burning fossil fuels at some level in 2100. And then hopefully we'll, you know, get off of it and we'll be you know, I got fucking 13 kilowatts of uh solar panels which I bet none of you fucking assholes have. Uh, powering my house right now. This podcast is being powered by solar. So I love solar because anything that's economical and free, I'll take it. But, uh, you know, that's my gist on the EPA. So think about this when you're watching on TV, you know, some asshole... Usually some ugly, I shouldn't say this, you know. It's usually some rodent-looking guy or some fat, disgusting uh, woman with, with several big fucking warts on her face that, that look like they ought to be fucking burned off with a blowtorch. Uh, talking about, you know, the EPA is being destroyed. Well... No, it's not. The EPA is just fine. It's doing a good job. It's going to remain there. Nobody wants to drink piss. Nobody wants to breathe fucking, you know, shit water. So it's going to be just fine. So uh, that's it for tonight. I want to thank you for listening. Uh, this is Kind of Right, Joe Show number seven. Uh, with Joe and Al, it's kind of right. And uh, if you tell a friend, please. And Al will be back. And uh, if you like our show, keep telling people. If you hate our show, keep telling people. And go fuck yourself.